It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are seconds away from hearing the daily Locked On podcast you love, but I'd like to tell you about another podcast I think you'll like. Rejecting the Screen, hosted by NBA experts Noah Kozlov and Adam Stanko, features provocative interviews with NBA stars and unique perspectives from around the game. Subscribe to Rejecting the Screen wherever you get your podcasts. What up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. Going to look at roster options today for the Golden State Warriors. This team could either look very similar or very different to last year's team. Going to look at the how and why of that. All three of the Warriors draft picks got introduced today and had their press conference. Going to cover that as well. And a couple of interesting additions to the Warriors summer league team Going to cover that also. All coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Warriors. I am your host, Charles T. Hamilton. What's good? Going to look at the Warriors roster and just how different it could look next year or how similar it could look to last year, next year, a lot of next year, last year stuff, Uh, but they have a ton of options when it comes to this roster and we're going to cover some of those. I do think, I'll just say off the bat, I think it will look rather different from last year's team, but again, we'll just have to wait and see how all these things pan out. Uh, as I mentioned, all three of the Warriors draft picks, Jordan Poole, Alan Smilagich, and Eric Paschal all had their introductory press conferences today. Nothing groundbreaking from those. Uh, Bob Myers was a little reserved, which is interesting. I think he's starting to pull back a little bit, uh, knowing the, the future of the team is not what it has been for the last five years. And then a couple of Interesting roster additions for the Summer League team. Going to get to that in a little bit. But let's start with the roster flexibility for next season. Coming into the offseason, the Warriors have seven players under contract. And so that's where we'll start. With seven players under contract, let's start with those seven. That is Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Andre Iguodala, Sean Livingston, Damian Jones, Jacob Evans, Alfonso McKinney. Seven guys under contract. And the reason why I wanted to do this is because there's a lot of options here for the Warriors. Those are the seven under contract. They also have, everyone else is a free agent, but they also have some that are restricted free agents who the Warriors have their rights to. Those players are Quinn Cook and Jordan Bell. So assuming that they would pick up those options or extend the qualifying offers, again, restricted free agency is is different where let's say the Warriors extend the qualifying offers, Jordan Bell and Quinn Cook sign them, and then another team comes in and gives them a big offer sheet. If the Warriors don't want to match, they could lose those players. But let's just assume that they extend those qualifying offers. That's nine players already. And then you throw in Jordan Poole, Eric Paschal, and Alan Smilagich, 
which we'll also talk about options with them as well, that's 12 players. So then they have three more roster spots for free agency. So then that means guys like Clay Thompson, Andrew Bogut, Jonas Jerebko, Kavon Looney, DeMarcus Cousins, all unrestricted free agents. In that scenario, Andrew Bogut is gone. I mean, he's gone regardless. He is committed to playing in Australia next season, and you know he'll he'll I'm sure he'll kick the tires on on a playoff team again next uh, next year as well. But for the moment, Andrew Bogut is back to Australia. Jonas Jerebko, you know, thanks. You were a good teammate. Had some solid moments. I don't see the Warriors bringing him back. So Bogut and Jerebko are gone. So that would leave Clay Thompson, DeMarcus Cousins, and Kavon Looney. Clay Thompson and Kavon Looney, I imagine, will both be back. That gets him up to 14 players. DeMarcus Cousins, it really depends on his market. If he gets a nice offer out there, I expect he will take it. Uh, he should take it. But if there's not one out there, he could be back. The problem with this, what I just laid out, is let's just assume DeMarcus Cousins comes back. There's not a big offer out there for him. He takes the $6.4 million from the Warriors. The problem with that is I just laid out a 15-man roster with zero free agency additions with pretty much the same team besides the rookies from last year's team. And that's just kind of playing it standard. Now, what I actually think will happen, or at least here are the options for them moving forward. I do think they re-sign Clay Thompson. I do think they re-sign Kevon Looney. Even if someone comes in and offers Kevon Looney $20 million a year, I think they'll re-sign him at that number because that would be an asset that they could then move. Not because they want to pay him $20 million and pay that luxury tax, but at this point with the Warriors... Kavon Looney leaves, you have no way of replacing that money. That's just money walking out the door. Same thing with the Marcus Cousins. So, without knowing how they feel about DeMarcus Cousins, you know, maybe he his his attitude wore thin, but we haven't had any reports of that. I, I think he was fine. But let's say as a player, they're not super stoked on having him back. Maybe they don't want him back. But at six point four million. That, again, is money that they couldn't replace. So they would bring him back to hopefully maybe trade him and get a different asset. Or to, you know, maybe they love him and just want to see how he does. I I don't know. But I'm just saying, when it comes to the money with his team in the luxury tax, you have to hang on to your assets for as long as possible. You, You can't just let people walk out the door because you're getting nothing in return and you have no way to replace them. So let's assume that... Clay Thompson and Kavon Looney both resign because I, that is my assumption that they will both be on this team. And let's also assume that Sean Livingston, who is under contract for next year, but only $2 million guaranteed either retires or is traded or released. So that opens up one roster spot. Alfonso McKinney, his contract is non-guaranteed. I do think they keep him just because he's a cheap wing and there aren't many wings out there. But for this conversation's sake, let's say they get rid of him. Even though I do think Jordan Bell would be the one to go before Alfonso McKinney. So actually, let's flip that. Because that's the thing I mentioned with Jordan Bell and Quinn Cook who are restricted free agents. 
If the Warriors don't offer them a, a qualifying offer, they become unrestricted, which means they can sign with any team uh, in the NBA that wants to sign them. So this is how I see the roster going, in my own opinion. We're not going to talk about free agency much, but as far as I'm concerned, you're going to have the guys under contract, Steph, Draymond, Andre Iguodala, Sean Livingston is either traded or released, Damian Jones, Jacob Evans, and Alfonso McKinney. That is six players right there, all under contract. Let's assume Clay Thompson, Kavon Looney both resign. That's eight players. I will also assume that they do extend a qualifying offer to Quinn Cook, but not to Jordan Bell. So Jordan Bell is gone. That's nine. You add in the three rookies of Jordan Poole, Alan Smilagich, and Eric Paschal. That's 12. But here's one of the twists with the rookies. I don't know if they're going to do it, but Alan Smilagich is potentially a two-way contract, which would leave one open roster spot, which would take them down to 11 players. It made sense when he was going to be the 58th pick overall, but since they took him at 39, I I don't know. That's a pretty high pick to to convert into a two-way player. They wouldn't lose his rights or anything like that, but it'll be interesting to see how they decide to move forward with him. We'll work under the assumption in this case that he is a two-way player. So that gives them 11 roster spots, four open spots for free agency. Now, I think Damian Lee should be signed. You all know I think Marcus Derrickson should be signed. That would leave two more spots. We don't know what would happen with DeMarcus Cousins. And in this scenario where Jordan Bell leaves, they only have two centers. One of those spots would have to be a center. The other one, there's your mid-level exception for the best player that's willing to take it. Now, in this scenario I've also laid out, we don't know what happens with Clay Thompson. I know Andre Guadalla has been out there saying, oh, he'll be back in February. But who says the Warriors don't shut him down for the entire year, go for a disabled player exception, which then opens up another roster spot. Uh, I mentioned with Smilagic potentially playing in uh, on a two-way contract. That would open a roster spot. I also mentioned uh, a restricted free agency with Quinn Cook. They could rescind that or not you know, not offer the qualifying offer. If Kevin Durant leaves, here's something that's interesting. If Kevin Durant leaves, we all know him and Quinn Cook are best friends since, you know, their days in D.C. Do they, whatever team KD goes to, does he say, you got got to go sign my boy? You know, $3 million, the Warriors won't match that, so go do that. It's just, there's a lot of moving parts here. Alfonso McKinney, non-guaranteed contract. They can get rid of him for nothing. Like I said, Sean Livingston, I don't expect him to be with the team. Do they try and trade him uh, for another player or just to open up a roster spot? Who knows? So even in this scenario I've laid out, there's still a ton of different options for this team, and that's part of why free agency is going to be interesting. Not so much because they're going to go out and sign a bunch of big stars or anything like that, but just because they have options as to who to bring back and who not to bring back. Even guys that are technically under contract, like Livingston and McKinney. Damian Jones, who's under contract, do they try and move him? Have they given up on him? Which we'll talk about in just a second, because I don't think they have. There's just a lot 
of moving pieces, a lot of things going on. You know, I talked about in that last scenario with two, three open roster spots that they would need to bring in another center. What does that mean for DeMarcus? You know, it's just a ton of different questions to be answered. And uh, I don't have those answers for you. I just thought this was an interesting exercise because usually you go into the offseason. Oh, okay. You know, six free agents, you know, at, at most will have six roster spots to fill. And that's about it. But man, there are moves everywhere. Who knows what KD does? If he re-signs, again, that's a uh, injured player exception right there where that's another roster spot. So I don't know. I, I don't have the answers, but it's going to be interesting. It kicks off Sunday night, I think 6 p.m., maybe 3 p.m. our time. I know they moved it up. I don't know. I liked the midnight, man. I liked sitting around till midnight waiting to see what happened. That was just me, though. I don't know. We, You know, we got to change it for the East Coast. Always got to change it for the East Coast, man. Anyways, didn't solve any problems here, but that's kind of what I wanted to show you guys is that there's a lot of moving pieces and we're not going to have any answers until we have them, which, I mean, that was deep on my part, right? Thanks. You guys are listening to Locked On Warriors. Going to come back, talk about the rookies who had their uh, opening press conference today, and then also I want to talk about a couple of additions to the Summer League team that uh, are pretty interesting. It's coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Is there anything more craveable than the smell of McDonald's fries? If someone's hiding an order of fries, they're never hiding it well. It takes one whiff to trigger a fry craving that will only be satisfied the McDonald's way. So stand up if you would like to taste the smell of a McDonald's fry right now. Did you just stand? Because if you did, then you earned yourself a trip to the McDonald's drive through for your own steamy carton of crispy golden goodness. Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Lenovo. At CDW, we get putting productivity within reach of remote employees. That's why I'm WFC, working from couch and moving everything within arm's length, like the microwave. Lunchtime. You should talk to the experts at CDW. They can orchestrate a more efficient workspace solution using light, powerful devices from Lenovo to keep your teams productive from anywhere, couch included. Yeah, but do they have grabber claws? Whoops. IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Learn more at cdw.com slash Lenovo client. What up? Welcome back to Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. The rookies, the newly drafted rookies of Jordan Poole, Alan Smilagich, and Eric Pascal had their uh, opening press conference today. Again, nothing groundbreaking here, but it's good to hear these guys talk. And it's funny, too. You know, Jordan Poole is a guy who's characterized as an overdose of swag is one thing we've heard. But, you know, you put them in, in this, this kind of odd situation of sitting in front of a bunch of reporters asking questions. You don't really see it, but on the court, he, he surely has that. He was asked about who he models his game after as well. Here's what he had to say. Um, I watched Steph a lot growing up, uh, just how he is be able to create space and get a shot off. Um, but I also watched CJ McCollum and Devin Booker, um, bigger guards, but guards who are crafty, being able to play on the ball, off the ball. So um, I think if I was to model my game after those three, uh, those are three that I definitely paid attention to a lot. So uh, just being able to be on the, the same court as, as Steph now and uh, kind of really learn and, and keep a close eye on the type of stuff that he does to, to really separate himself uh, is, an, is an amazing blessing. So Steph, CJ, and Devin Booker, not bad. Not a bad trio to uh, 
try and model your game around. And it's funny, you know, I believe them when they say that, you know, they uh, model their game after a guy like Steph because he's a superstar. You know, I don't think he's just playing to the fan base or anything. It's not as if he's going to, you know, Orlando and like, you know, DJ Augustine's actually a guy I've really, really followed for a long time. So I believe it. I don't think it's just pandering, uh, but, you know, who knows? Jordan Poole was also asked about being characterized as an overdose of swag from his college coach, John Beeline, and uh, he, he had a pretty good answer for that. Um, I think just coming in as a freshman, I just had a lot of confidence, and um, obviously I played with Mo Wagner, and he's a, a very interesting personality. So just being able to express yourself, be unique, and be who you are, um, and coming into the, to the freshman scene and being able to be on such an amazing team and um, being able to want the big moment and want to shine, I think that was uh, uh, something that kind of stood out to him. So by him being able to give you that compliment, it kind of um, took off in the media. So it's, it's, I'll, definitely, uh, I'll definitely take it and absorb it for sure. And here's the thing. I like it. I hope he does have an overdose of swag because to me, and we'll see, maybe it's wrong, maybe it's the negative part where you know he thinks he should be taking shots over stuff. But to me, it's the guy's not afraid to shoot which oddly enough is something that the Warriors have had trouble finding because they shrink in moments when they're out there with Steph and Clay and potentially KD, who knows, where maybe I shouldn't be shooting. Maybe I should find one of the three best shooters to ever play the game. And I wouldn't be surprised if Jordan Poole says they might be the three best. I'm the fourth best then. So it's something that's needed, and you know it's great that he'll shoot him. Hopefully he makes them. That's the biggest part. But I do like his confidence, and, and that's something that I liked about Damian Lee as well. He was not afraid to get shots up uh, when he got his time. But again, this isn't a free agency podcast. This is about the young guys. And speaking of the young guys, I mentioned Jordan Poole and his comparisons and who he models his game after, uh, Steph, etc. Eric Pascal's heard the Draymond Green comparisons a ton. <laughs> I a lot of people have compared me to him, but uh, I mean – I, I just feel like he's, he's – I have a lot to learn to, to be even be on his level. That's right. You do have a ways to go, but uh, I like the self-awareness, obviously, to not take the comparisons too seriously, and uh, hopefully he's ready to learn because, you know, he's going to be learning from the guy that he's compared to who is one of, if not the smartest basketball mind uh, out there. He also talked about the fact where he's right where he wanted to be. It means a lot. I mean, uh, I actually told my parents during this whole draft process I wanted to come to the Warriors. So, I mean, uh, everything ended up working out, and uh, I just appreciate it. I mean, it's all a blessing just to be here. I mean, just to be able to hear your name called during the draft is a very big blessing. Which, again, I don't think it's pandering. I Obviously, if he was picked by, you know, the the Pacers, he wouldn't have gone in there and said, you know, actually, I wanted to go to Golden State. But I believe it. Why wouldn't you want to be picked by the Warriors? Maybe... You know, some people would say, oh, well, because I want to go get shots up in Phoenix or something. I want to get as many shots as possible. But this kid coming from Villanova, coming from a program, going to another program. Yes, it's it's a program. There's a culture here in Golden State that uh, he's excited to be around. There's also a culture in California that he's getting a little more uh, affiliated with. This is brand new to me. I mean, uh, I've been in the East Coast my whole life. So being being out here is kind of different. I mean, uh, I've. Heard it, it's a lot slower than New York, but uh, I kind of, I mean, I, I appreciate it. I mean, I was training in California, and uh, it was a lot slower, but it's a lot. Everybody's a lot nicer, too. 
Everyone's a lot nicer. That's right. Uh, welcome to California, Eric. As you said, a uh, lifelong East Coaster. So good to have him. I thought that was pretty funny on his part. Uh, last but not least, Alan Smilagich. He This is actually from an interview he did with 95.7 The Game. But he just mentioned some interactions he had with Steph early last year when uh, he wasn't playing immediately when he was down in Santa Cruz. It took him a while to get his shot, but Steph gave him some some words of wisdom. Said to me because I didn't play first few games and and I was like disappointed. And he came like, "Don't worry, it's all gonna be okay. Just keep working. Or it's all gonna be like it's supposed to be. You're too young, and that's really mean to me." And what did that mean to you when Steph Curry says that a two-time MVP guy hitting all these three pointers when he walks up to you and say, "Don't worry about it. Your time is coming." What did that mean for you? I was relaxed then. I was like, okay, and I step on the court and start practicing for the next game. Thank you to uh, 95.7 The Game for that sound. That was Alan Smilagich on his interactions with Steph. And uh, that was from uh, Bonte, Bonte Hill, The Guru, and Matt Steinmetz. I think their show is called The Trio. Uh, shout out those guys. Want to bring up one last thing from Rookie uh, Press Conference Day, whatever the hell they call it. Uh, one last piece that I thought was pretty funny, pretty interesting, is Jordan Poole and Draymond Green are now locker mates, which I think basically means his locker's next to Draymond's. But, uh, you know, after they drafted Jordan Poole, Andre tweeted out, so he went to Michigan, and we got a bully on our team that went to dot, dot, dot. And, of course, he's talking about Draymond who went to Michigan State. It's all good. It's all in fun. But uh, just an interesting, should be some interesting back and forth, especially once football season starts. Uh, so uh, something to keep your eye on. Going to take one break, come back. Andre Guadalla had some funny stuff to say while he's out promoting his book and a couple of roster additions to the uh, Warriors Summer League team that are pretty interesting. Pretty interesting. It's all coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect, there are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. Today, every answer matters more than ever before. Because whether it's about health, deliveries, or finance, some things just can't wait. That's why IBM is helping businesses manage millions of calls, texts, and chats with Watson Assistant. It's conversational AI designed to help your customers find the answers they need faster, no matter the industry. Let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash Watson Assistant to learn more. What up, everybody? Welcome back to Locked on Warriors. Andre Guadalla is out promoting his book, The Six Man, which I suggest everyone go get. Um, it's one I'm absolutely interested in. Definitely more interested in it than... Some of the other books that have come out, Andre is just an interesting dude, and there's no reason why you would expect him to hold back at all uh, in this situation. He, As he was uh, promoting it, he was asked about the free agency of Clay Thompson and Kevin Durant, and uh, Andre did what Andre does. You want to tell us where they're going to resign? Uh, I think they'll both be back with the Golden State Warriors. Uh, we all keep, we're like brothers, wow. we keep in contact, uh, regardless of any of that. 
uh, if both did decide to leave, they would still be my brother. I still keep in contact with them uh, as much as possible. And I uh, just wish the best for both of those guys. They come back full strength. You're crushing the Knicks fans uh, right here with this kind of <laughs> nobody, Nobody's going to the Knicks, sorry. <laughs> Nobody? Nobody. So obviously the two pieces to come out of that are, one, he thinks both the guys are going to re-sign with Golden State. I wouldn't read too much into it, of course. What is he going to say? Yeah, you know, Clay might look at L.A. And I've heard rumors that Kevin Durant's looking at New York. Uh, so that one, I don't put too much too much uh weight on but the the funny one is no one's gone to no one's going to new york no one's going to the knicks sorry <laughs> classic andre love it uh one thing i wanted to get to was the summer league editions of wait for it jimmer for debt yep jimmer and damian jones and the reason why these are noteworthy is obviously i don't know why the name jimmer for debt still carries you know, some weight, some fans. It just does. Warriors are obviously looking for shooting and taking the lowest, lowest, lowest of risk, high reward gamble on for debt. And again, I mean, even if he kills it in summer league, it's not a guarantee that he actually would play for the Warriors. But I don't know. They're looking for shooting. Why not? Why not give it a shot? Whatever. But the more interesting one to me is Damian Jones. Damian Jones is going to be playing in Summer League for the Warriors. And it's not, I mean, look, it's not a great sign that a guy going into his fourth year is playing in Summer League. It's usually about two years that you play Summer League and then you're good. But we all know how he's progressed and it hasn't been great. And uh, I don't know. We'll see what he, we'll see what he does. We'll see what he can do. But you don't see a lot of guys going into their fourth year playing in Summer League. So that will be interesting. Obviously, the ones we're most interested in, or me, I'm the most interested in, are the the three rookies. And Jacob Evans a little bit, but Jacob Evans' game doesn't really translate in Summer League. He's got glue guy skills. He's not going to put up 40 points or anything like that, so we'll see. But that's, that's you know, that's the Summer League news. I'm still excited. I'm still going to watch all of it and probably complain about it after. But, uh, you know, can't go more than a couple weeks without hoops. Thank you guys so much for listening. Going to be back uh, later this week. During the offseason, we'll cut it down to probably three a week or so, uh, depending on the news, uh, you know, what, what happens and things like that. But pretty sure I'll be back tomorrow with another episode of Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. You can't climb a mountain if it's smooth, right? You got to go over the rough spots. <laughs> Peace. You are Locked On Warriors. Your daily podcast on the Golden State Warriors. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. San Jose Sharks hockey is back, and we've got you covered five days a week at Locked On Sharks. I'm Kyle Demetrius. I'm J.D. Young. I'm Eric Fowl. Together we make sure you're never without your Sharks programming. Will the Sharks make a trade for a right winger? We got you covered. Will Eric Carlson's groin hold up for the entire season? We've got you covered. Whatever happens with Team Teal every day, we've got you covered at Locked On Sharks five days a week on the Locked On Podcast Network. 
This is Josh Lloyd, the host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast, the number one fantasy basketball podcast in the world. If you're looking for information regarding fantasy basketball, recaps of the NBA, this is the show for you. We are heading into the offseason and starting to get ready for the 2020-2021 fantasy season. We'll have all the information on what happens through the rest of the playoffs, free agency, the NBA draft, and then heading into a big 2021 season. So make sure you're checking out the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast.